So next time uh, in February, uh, probably you know around the same time in the month, we are going to be watching Bacano, uh, which is uh, 16 episodes. Uh, we're going to have a time and patience back to uh, walk through that, which is always a great time. So. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 57. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by Em as usual. Oh, hi. Yeah, I need to say something. Sorry. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, I was lost in reverie contemplating what it means for stories to have endings. Shut up. Uh, we're joined by a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Don't you know how to yes and ever? Just yell at me to not shut in up the when middle I'm of the fucking funny. intro. Not in the intro. Charming. I've got trying to make a podcast. That you I have like, to introduce. And you're here like, no, nah, I got to shut this shit down. No entertainment allowed. We got to do our jobs. My God, I've heard this is a very serious podcast. <laughs> I'm joining. Yes. M doesn't get to be like the color very often. Mm. Uh, they're usually the host. I'm the and color. I- I'm the color. Every podcast. What are you talking about? Normally, you're the host, and I'm like the color commentator. You host Gundam. It's the podcast that happens the most. So yeah, but in that, like, you're doing the summary, so the dynamics are a little different. I'm doing the summary. This one, you're just here to antagonize me, uh, which, as everyone who listens to these podcasts, I assume knows, is your default state, uh, both on and off microphone. You just fall for it every time. (laughs) At some point, I thought you'd become immune. You've not become immune. Uh, Anyway, we have a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, Hi. I'm time and patience. I've been on yeah. a few times. Been a bit. Yeah. Hi. You were last on to talk about blue blazes in like June or something. It may, maybe. May. Damn. Damn. It's been yeah. a minute. Been a minute. We we were talking about blue blazes just yesterday. Because <laughs> blue blazes might be the best thing we've covered on Beach House. I don't. I don't agree, but I. It's very good, and I'm glad you think so. <laughs> Really, that's kind of the aim with uh, my beach house picks. Is hopefully at least one of you really likes the show. Yeah, I I adored Blue Blazers. I I still think about it basically all the time. So, <laughs> I have that one screenshot where he's like, "No creator has ever worked released any work they weren't completely satisfied with on hand at all times." <laughs> uh, anyway, that's just that's just the truth <laughs> I was talking about. It's true. It's funny. Um. Well, today, uh, today you've had us watch Bacano, the um, 2007 uh, anime series based on the light novels. Mm-hmm. Um, light novels written by uh, Ryogo Narita, uh, TV series directed by Takahiro Omori, um, aired in 2007, uh, there were some bonus DVDs. Uh, filling out the final three episodes of 16, 13 on TV, uh, three on dvd and we watch all of them we watch all of them today uh who wants to summarize the plot <laughs> of bacchano mm. i guess i can do it if you'd um, rather me just continue i can i can i guess i can do it okay. it's fine okay. so this this is a, a non-linear story mostly about a bunch of ne'er-do-wells wrapped around like the mafia in 1930s new york 1930s specifically so this is like prohibition era um everyone's just running around and um 
Back in the 1700s, there were some guys who were like working on an elixir of immortality or whatever. And by 1930, they've perfected the recipe. It's great. Um, and the, the, they go, they're like, oh, finally, the guy who's making it for us, he's going to bring a bunch of batches. Unfortunately, his warehouse caught fire right at this moment. He escaped with two bottles, which ended up intercepted by a bunch of like, hooligans and ne'er-do-wells who all decide to just drink it thinking it's liquor and a bunch of people who were not destined or fit to be immortal turned out to be immortal like you can like literally like blow them up or shoot them or whatever and they'll just recover um and then uh because of that it disrupts the the balance of power in this area uh, most of the story is about a the world's most haphazard train. It's not even a there's a heist happening, but it's mostly not a heist. It's mostly like the the war has spilled onto this train, and also there's like a dangerous monster there, um, where the the flying pussyfoot, the transcontinental train, is attacked. Uh, and six factions all clash throughout the entirety of the plot while other stuff happens. Um, and then some people get injured and some people fall in love and everyone comes out the other side forming a big happy family. <laughs> it's a bit going on. That's kind of the plot of Bacchino. Yeah, it's basically I, uh, what happens. Watching this again, realized this is like the third non-linear show I picked just accidentally. Uh, it was That's not true. on purpose. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking yeah. at what else you'd brought us, and I was like, oh, right, uh, Kyosugigo, which is definitely, like, weird in a very specific way, um, and then um, Kino's, Kino's Journey, Journey yeah, which yeah. is just, like, plot, you know, like, that's its own thing. Um, mm. Eccentric Family was pretty straightforward, right? I don't really remember yeah. how stru- that was structured. Yeah, okay. Um, Have an half, really. Kyosugigo is also a weird nonlinear story where some people are immortal, but then are a big happy family. <laughs> Yes, true. Um, and you know what? That's just some people good. get injured. <laughs> yeah, because he was great. Good, uh, good format. Uh, yeah. So back in a, um, what do you want to start? Because mm-hmm. the the uh, the series itself um, has all of these uh, nonlinear winding plots, but is ultimately fairly simple. Um, okay, so I want to start with I've known of this anime for a while. People love it. Um, I know that it's very. I'd seen the OP because it's in like some lists of like this OP is like one of the best OPs to find the anime. It's a good OP. It's I'm a not pretty good OP. OP. I love I, Saturday Night Live. I love that, it, that we have an anime Saturday Night Live opening. It's good. They do do the like cut in the middle too. Yes. Of the yeah. OP which honestly, more recap. anime should do that. Yeah, it's like a good recap usually. Yeah. Um. Um. But I also heard it was like one of those. It's like, oh, you know, if you rewatch it, it, it like reveals so much because it's so densely packed. Um, I'm gonna be a little uh, not negative, but critical of this stance in that um, anime nerds need to watch a movie. <laughs> Maybe go watch a Coen Brothers film once in your life, um, because like this is good. I like this show quite a bit. But I was watching, it, I'm like, man, the Coen Brothers and like did this in, in like 90 minute movies like six times. I enjoy it there too. I love when just some wild shit happens, but it's told nonlinearly uh, to lead up to a bunch of jokes that are punctuated by the irony of it not being in order. Um, that's that's yeah. what the show does. Like it's not like there's like maybe one or two reveals, but mostly it's done for punchline purposes, and that's the proper way to do a nonlinear story to me, to me, to me, to me. Uh, I yes. I definitely think it's like anime people not watching non-anime things because mm-hmm. the uh, both the the uh, Narita, the light novel author, and the director 
have been pretty open about, and the scriptwriter who did a lot of like the fine tuning of the. So the the director was like, "What if we do four things simultaneously?" I just watched Twenty One Grams. Is, is, <laughs> is that the one? That's incredible. Yeah. And then Tak uh, the uh, the writer uh, Noboru Takagi, he was like, "Actually, I kind of like Intolerance, the 1916 silent film more." God. And that's what and that's what he he was like. Well, let's just do four things at, at once. Intolerance uh, inspired back <laughs> the the anime adaptation, yeah. Uh, but the the actual light novels, I guess, very. I think the biggest pull is the Untouchables. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, no, that, that makes sense. Yes, yeah. that one. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent easy. Uh, you, you see the title Untouchables, and then it's not about guys who are mortal. You're like, damn, I got to fix this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like you said, it's just like uh, movies do this. Yes. Just, uh, just an anime. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it, so my main initial reaction was like, um, the the genre palette of anime is disappointingly limited. Not because of like the people working on it, but because of like the economic interest involved with producing anime. Right, like everything gets into mm. specific boxes, um, and this is something that is fairly outside of that wheelhouse. Uh, it's just like a yes, um, you know, generic crime story, uh, which is a very common thing in other other media but not not very common in anime in in this form um which then makes i mean you'll get like you'll get like yakuza stories or you know like just like an american gangster film right right is like so specific for anime to do and i know there are other ones that do it but like this is like one of the big ones that i know of yeah i mean it's it's not like completely absent it's just uh not as common you know when you get six different uh i was a salary man and got um sent somewhere to fix my life shows every season these days uh like that that is an economic situation not like a uh lack of interest right i think that's an interesting like point of comparison because bakano is a light novel yes like Mm -hmm. a award-winning dengeki bunko light novel where lots of things are from uh where the like the aniplex producer called up the editor and was like we should make this an anime uh, so I guess, I guess it, it is the same thing that I, I guess is ca- categorically derided maybe as, oh, light novels, you know, can't make anything out of those. They're just the same kind. But th- there's a variety out there, I think, to pull from instead. Yeah. I mean, like, just like with anime and light novels, right? It's like people say all oh, light novel things are all the same but that's so other people say that about anime right it's all different economic interest in different mm. like there's a reason that certain uh things become like rise to prominence as being uh, emblematic of a, of a medium even if like that's clearly not actually what makes up the content of the medium it's just uh a very popular trend right like sort of online got huge <laughs> um mm. so it dominates discussion in a way where it's like you know you also got other things like this that are also really popular um yeah like back in those like and they like five years after boogie pop uh it's fairly early in the by the relative standards of like what people think about uh light novels these days yeah hari he's probably where it really picked up mm-hmm. and that's like oh six is the anime uh oh six is the hari anime yeah. yeah and then like oh three is the novel um, so, I, at the same time, about mm-hmm. I guess I read the uh, first Haruhi novel. Um, I thought it was fucking terrible. 
We are going to do a Haruhi Beach House someday because I remember really liking the show and I've never seen season two because when I watched it, there wasn't a season two. And um, I would like to go through it again. Great excuse for content. Yeah, I have no. I, in a way, I don't think we'll reflect on the show. Uh, my, my initial reaction was like changing. Um, comedy like sexual assault scenes in anime to be from like there's a thing happening to a man is watching it perceiving it not taking action and living inside his first person perspective as he thinks it's funny a categorically different things and how like edgy humor works uh and it was just just too grimy in this uh in, in the book um that i assume you could tune out an adaptation people like the anime i believe them i bet it's good uh, so I would like to actually see. I haven't seen it since it was new, so I guess I shouldn't claim yeah, too hard. I, but I do. I, it could still be bad, but I trust Kyoane, and I don't think like you know, um, I I don't think it's impossible to turn it into a good show. Uh, hmm. But anyway, back to back to Bakune. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mostly really liked it. I, it. I was it was interested how like I think the weakest parts are the most anime bits in the. So, okay, most of the show mm-hmm. is just comedy about these characters I really like, but then occasionally um, uh, a, like, JRPG villain Joker guy will say, is there any point to life for, in a very serious monologue? Uh, this happens, like, five times. When these are also <laughs> jokes. These are also jokes. I insist these are also jokes. Some of them are. One of them's really funny. Um, there's that one where that guy is sitting in the back of the car and he says uh, what life means and he says the exact opposite thing and the guy's like, you just said the exact opposite thing. <laughs> Uh, that was really funny. I think they're all jokes. I genuinely think they're all meant to be silly. You're not supposed to take Lad Russo seriously. He's just a goofy man. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest solipsist anime uh, murder man is is the uh, the real real tracer. Real, real tracer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He just he just has a solipsist monologue to Lad. <laughs> Uh, I th- I think there's a lot of comedy in this show that is up and down and how much it lands for me, but I, I think it is it is not too self serious most of the time. I um the escalation of Lad Russo to the Rail Tracer to introducing in the like last three OVA episodes Graham Spector, the most Joker man who is like this, um is so funny to me. <laughs> I know you watched the the dub. You need to listen to the sub of him. Of after Graham? this, uh, they got uh, uh, Sugita, uh, the 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 comedy man. They got the comedy man for him. Oh, good. Uh, Hari, he the man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's. He's just going very ham in a way that, like, I guess most of the time in the dub, you're like, oh, they've they've added the goofy 30s uh, gangster accents. This is pretty funny. Uh, for him, it's just, like, way funnier in the sub because he's, he's Sugita, the comedy man. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, um, yes. he, he is ridiculous. I did. So I start out being, like, annoyed by Lad Russo because he's the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm being like, I love him. I, he's my boyfriend. He, he's here to murder, and he's just nice. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm so bored. Every time he's like, Oh, I'm gonna kill you last. I'm like, Oh, shut up. Um, but then like they add like four more. Lad Russo can kill me last. I'd be happy about okay. that. <laughs> You're valid. But then they add like four more of those guys. One of them's a ten year old. Uh, that's immortal. <laughs> um, and I came around a bit by the end. Like, the bit where I came around on Lad Russo is when he shoots that 10-year-old in the face. That fucking owns. <laughs> He's like, you're very obviously not a 10-year-old and your vibes are awful. 
So what if a baby's vibes are awful? You just gotta yeah. shoot them. I just, I just love like, oh, you have the smart, the, you know, they have the classic anime character of he's the fucking smart genius kid, and he's gonna manipulate the, this like shitty heavy into doing murder because he knows he wants murder, and they can work together, and it just backfires on him instantly to get shot in the face. It's so good. That's a and great. And then they joke. get seen, and then it backfires again later. Yeah, and that's one of the like scenes you see you, you see lad russo shooting a child in the face at the start of the show right like it's one of that's one of the flash forwards you get oh, yeah, like he's a messed up guy um and then the context for it is so much funnier <laughs> than um so yeah that's the stuff where i like came around on this um hmm. though i do think generally speaking i think when it's like trying to impart a serious message about how whether you're immortal or not immortal life's just the it's, it's, it's you just it's just a very generic anime like not quite power of friendship but definitely like life still has meaning when we give it meaning together uh, i don't even think this is anime because i fucking read like the vampire diaries sure. like this is just media about immortality hmm. um but it, but it, or not Vampire Diaries. Um, Interview the Vampire, the Dan Rice stuff. It is media about immortality, but it is not usually like I'm imagining the version where like this is how Burn After Reading ends, <laughs> um, and that's the tonal distance that I found a bit strange. Um, well, yeah, if you compare everything to the Coen Brothers, things will be found wanting. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm not, I don't even mean wanting. I'm like I just I like the fast side of it more than the uh, yes, like earnest message side i guess like when they turn yes. around to me and tell you like <laughs> okay the opening scene of the of bacano and i guess the closing scene as well as well are like they're not bad but they are really condescending in a way i don't hold against the show they're just like trying to explain to nerds what a movie is <laughs> as as like he turns to, he's like going to carol and being like did you know non-linear storytelling is when a story is told out of order <laughs> like, oh god <laughs> i really want people to be able to follow what they're doing here <laughs> really trying to make it not as confusing as possible for people who've never seen something out of order <laughs> yes we put recaps in the opening for yeah. you all please watch them such a good opening um but the rail tracers version of this where he's <laughs> um like he's not even immortal like seemingly he's just a guy right like he's, he's just, just a, a sicko um who might have some weird murder powers, but he's not immortal in the way other everyone else is. But he's like, I've never been afraid to die, and that's what makes me more powerful than the rest of you who live with the, like your fear's been removed, which is different. Um, but also, if I cease to exist, then like the world ceases to exist. This is a very like this is the most Chinibio man who's ever lived. Um, but then the minute he sees like a girl who like is like wants something in the world and like has a knife, he's just had like throws it all away for her instantly. <laughs> um, I love someone so on their bullshit and unself-aware. And the, and the OVA is right. He's he's like talking to the <laughs> to the person he scared the daylight out of on the train, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, ride hitcher, uh, and was like, you know, I fall in love a lot. Uh, I've confessed many times. <laughs> this is the first time it's worked out. I do not know what I'm doing. Yes. Oh, Rachel. Yes. Yes. yes I love yes. that. Yeah. The talk with them is great because she's like, why are you asking me? Uh, he's like, well, she's the most, She, you're like the second most messed up woman I've ever met. So I, I think, need advice on how to talk to the first most messed up woman I've ever met. I think there's a bit in the light novels I remember seeing is like, you know, if I didn't meet that other lady, you're pretty cool. <laughs> she's extremely hoping to have a normal life. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone lives like this. <laughs> Uh, f- fortunately 
Uh, I, I guess something that is kind of weird is that it's split up into four time frames, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like 1711, <laughs> and then the other three are within like a year and a month. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. It's very funny. Sometimes nothing happens for a long time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Except that little boy was tortured over and over again by Jesus. <laughs> <Walker. laughs> Yeah, okay, I mean, this is the point where it's like, I, I, I see your point where you're like, this is all a joke, in that he has the generic, like, anime plot of, um, I, I was treated badly and thus wanted to murder people, but now I have to accept that I can have love and find a family, right? Like, classic stuff. Again, not just anime, like, all media. Um, but then the details are like, his eyes were burned by knives for a thousand years! <laughs> <laughs> and then the non-immortal regular circus man is like, that's baby stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, I've been doing the fucking, I've got the torture device from Tomorrow Never Dies. I can do some <laughs> fucked up shit to you. <laughs> you heard about trains? They're pretty cool. God. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it does work. He's immediately he like actually train afraid. Torture. Yes. That's the only thing he shows. Yeah. Oh, he does. He does like bite his fingers or whatever. Yeah, I guess. But like, it is funny that most of it is just train torture. Yes. Uh. uh it's very silly all that stuff like it's weird because like the first episode is like really gory but in a way where i was like i don't know if this is like meant to be like what the show's tone is continues to be very gory but like just gets more outlandish with it as it goes to where like it is just part of the farce that the characters will just get their heads blown off and then be like oh that was really annoying could you please stop doing that to me uh i mean there are multiple characters who's like when they discover they can kill a 10-year-old over and over and over again, just, like, get on with doing that, because they think it's funny. <laughs> and it is. And the show agrees. It's not, like, portrayed as a flaw. They just got, it just is pre- presented yeah, as no, funny. Yeah, no, the child sucks. He's the child's so like, can you murder that train for me of people? He sucks so much. <laughs> I-, I love that Lad's like, I would have done it for you, kid, because it sounded great. But then I realized that your vibes are off. <laughs> you tried to bribe me, and you lowballed me. You lowballed <laughs> me with the bribe. Uh, I mean, he is he is correct when he's like, yeah, uh, that would be cool, and I probably would have done that anyway. Uh, but now I get to kill this like super sicko uh, genius child who thinks he's played me, and that's way cooler. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what's what part of the cast worked for you? I guess. Well, that's, like, yeah, we've somehow avoided talking about um the MVPs of Bakano, <laughs> the, the large ensemble. Uh, um, <laughs> let's begin at the start with uh uh everyone's favorite characters. I mean, not favorite characters, but the uh the the mascots of Bakano. Um, what are their names? Isaac and uh, Miria. <laughs> Uh, uh, your favorites, my favorites, just fucking MVPs of anime. We, we made a team rocket and threw it in this this, this Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> Genius, uh, going about um, doing farcical robberies, spreading ridiculous uh, like um, joy around the cast, uh, mostly without realizing it, um, and then making it all the way to two thousand and one without realizing they're immortal. Uh, genuinely amazing stuff. <laughs> 
uh they are so silly i love them they're having these a good like time. these like lupin characters in the middle of this much more like much more grave not serious serious is the wrong word but much more grave like you know uh, uh criminal farce um they just are in like the looney tunes version and i love them for it yeah because they just pull everyone into their orbit because they're so uh charismatic i mean the comedy generally is like comes from people very seriously saying genre things that the text knows mm. is stupid. Um, oh, stupid's the wrong word, but like is is funny, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, mm. like the at the start, the real tracers story. It's like cutting back and forth between like someone at gunpoint or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, I forgot what the end was." <laughs> yes. Something. Um outside of Vlad Russo, I've already said, I think is wonderful. I actually ended up really liking Jacuzzi and Nice's whole deal. Mm. Um, Jacuzzi is this, like, <laughs> this very sensitive uh, gang leader um, who, when his, like, bomb expert accidentally blows up her own face, gives himself the world's worst tattoo <laughs> to try to, like, make her feel better. Just a sweet boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Vlad and uh, Jacuzzi are probably also my favorite... Um in the dub main cast yeah um the part where he's like he's like i i'm just a person who cries a lot and so i i just told myself whenever i felt like crying i'd just cry and i'd use that power to make myself like better at what i'm doing um love him (laughs) also he has like a delinquent gang (laughs) he does have a delinquent gang full of like uh, there are children in there yes uh chane ending up in their orbit is such a good like i really like these last three episodes i've heard uh people's have mixed opinions on them but i thought they were wonderful i love this extended coda i think it really works i was just happy to be off the damn train (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that train they're on that train for the entire season it goes on forever uh and everything that's the plot line like, like i like most of the stuff especially towards the end but like there's a bit in the middle i'm like oh my god we we have seen another perspective of the train and we still haven't like come to a conclusion i think uh the bit is that the train is two novels I ah think. okay uh, then within um the so it's like 30 31 32 30 is a novel the first one then mm-hmm. 31 is two, and then 32 is the third. The You don't need to get into specifics, but like some of them are played pretty straight or adapted pretty straight. Some of them are changed pretty heavily and whatnot. Uh, the mm. OVA, though, is f- adapted from a side story that was published with the audio drama that came out before the anime? Oh, okay. So that's that's why people are a little weird on it, I guess, especially if they're like novel people. They're like, this is weird. There's a lot of novel you could have done. Uh, um, I love, because it opens with um, with uh, Isaac and Miria setting up like the biggest uh, like domino art piece. And mm-hmm. Firo comes in and Firo's like trying to be cool. And is like, what are you doing with these dominoes? Don't you want to play dominoes? Like, no, we don't know how to, we don't gamble. We're criminals. <laughs> and, and he's like, everyone's like, no, this is what, if you don't know how to play dominoes, this is what people do. They stack them and knock them over. And he, he, he's increasingly incredulous as everyone else in the cast is there for like a good time. It's got big, it's someone's birthday party, but we don't find out who's vibes for the whole thing. <laughs> um, and by the end, he's like the most excited of them all for the domino thing. I think it's just like a super heartwarming bit for at the end of this story 
Yeah, I, I, I feel like by the end of it, you kind of get what the ensemble is doing and mm -hmm. they all have a good back and forth. And you understand what the whole, I guess, uh, murder the evil alchemist guy thing was going on about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Fear was so... Like, Fear was introduced in a way where I was like, oh, is he meant to be like the protagonist? And But then the plot kind of doesn't really do much with him and he's always very like compared to a lot of the characters it tends to be a little more self-serious to so see him get a big goofy final bit was very good to me i was like oh mm. finally he's like a person too it's very straight with his work <laughs> yes but why are you why are you like cheering me on with this lady what are you doing at the end of the, <laughs> the show um the the bit where um where Isaac and Miria become instant friends with Ennis and she just doesn't know how to parse it is so good. I love that. Uh, I would have loved more Ennis in the show. That was a character I'm like, underwritten. Put more of her in this. Mm. Uh, Ennis, I really like the uh, the Japanese voice actress, one of the few that like got in by audition. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Sanai Kobayashi, uh, famous for like just winning auditions. Okay. Uh, she's pretty good. I'm looking at her list. I'm like, I don't think I've seen... Oh, she's Cat and Grouty Rush. That's like it. I was at the bottom of her, like, Wikipedia top entry of, like, notable roles. I'm like, oh, there's one I've seen. Oh, wait. This is a game. This is a gaming network. Um, the, the illustrator for the light novels. Uh-huh. Katsumi Anami, uh, also did the fourth Star Ocean game in E7. Yeah. <laughs> God, a bunch of <laughs> bunch of RPGs I don't like. That's all right. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, gate ga the the pulls for like light novels. You get like yes. gaming people. That's that's great. I love it. I'm just going Man, down some voice acting. Everything she's in fucking everything. Oh, she's Catherine Macross Frontier. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a very uh, <laughs> good pull. Um, yeah. This uh the okay. So I guess like. While we're briefly on the topic, uh, the pretty much all of the cast and the Japanese cast were like decided by the time the audio CD was published. Uh -huh. uh, they were like, you know, lad, we'll get Keiji Fujiwara, rest in peace, uh, uh, because he was Sawyer on Lost in the dub. Because <laughs> uh, they liked watching Lost. <laughs> I love that that's the reason. Because I'm like, Fujiwara's already popular doing this kind of guy for like many reasons, but no, it's because he was Sawyer on Lost. Yeah. It's so funny. I would not I would not associate Sawyer and Lad Russo, but I love the idea that those characters exist in someone's brain as the same guy, because I, I love Sawyer also. <laughs> what a dirtbag. Yeah. For and then the the dub, uh, for Funimation. <laughs> They had like 140 voice actors audition for the like 20 main roles God. and they had to do it in a week <laughs> oh. and they had to find people who could do accents and also were like older dudes. Yes. The thing anime had like very little of older dudes. Yeah. Uh, I think they did. I really like the 30s like goofy uh, gangster voices. Uh, yeah. I don't really like what they did with the 1700s voices. 
Oh, I love it's stupid, stupid accent. I love it. I, they go back and everyone's um, doing stupid, stupid accents. I'm like, oh my god. It, it is extremely like suddenly like Castlevania's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess like the kind of goofy is very different. And then yeah, when you no, get, get those it. characters with the 30s gangsters like kind of goofy, I'm like, I don't. Uh, like like uh uh I think it's is luck I think luck is like koyasu in Japanese mm, yes and then uh, and then in the English like hey I'm a gangster and then the <laughs> and then uh Miza shows up and he's just, oh my the voices are they're they're going for it they're having fun uh, mm-hmm. luck is the most like um because he's barely in the show uh much but he's kind of an important character um. And oh, Mitsuru Miyamoto does uh, Maizen. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He was Roger like, Smith and Big O. Oh, damn. Well, um, the, the uh, jacuzzi um, splat is uh, Daisuke Sakaguchi of um, Gundam. Yeah. The, the the victory, the Uso. Yeah. yeah. More more so nice boys. They, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I uh, getting um. Okay, I see for uh, luck is really good because, like I said, he's barely, he's not really in the show much, but like, you need a voice that makes him like sound super important because that's just a voice that at this point, having watched the Gundam we have, will not take me out, but it's like instant. I'm like, that's the guy, that's him, he's fucking here. And I haven't even watched like Utena yet, right? Like, so I can only imagine <laughs> this will get more wild as I watch more of the like infinite figurehead roles he's done throughout his career. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, he's I, like, I always think of Utena when I hear him, which is very funny because the character he plays there is so slimy, and that's typically not the guys he is. <laughs> I mean, the, the, he's done the, golf... the most voice acting role. Yes, but like, the gulf like... between even on seed, right? Like, uh, um, Kim King mm. and, and then Mulaflaga is like this guy can be like a weird, charismatic, awful man, but also just like the coolest guy who's kind of laid back. Yes, uh, yes, and they absolutely <laughs> use his voice in the. Um, uh, Japanese versions are like we need, we need a voice actor that can give this character credibility without as much screen time as the others, uh, and he's w- one of three brothers yes. too. Like the other two do not talk much in the anime, at least. Uh, like they get the the amount of screen time that is given to the different, uh, I guess, mafia and um, Camaroso uh, crews is is interesting. Because, like, they're splitting up the New York gang, and then the delinquents and the Russos are in Chicago, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, the um, that's where the trains, like, that's, that's why the, the mm. cross-continental train's an important thing, right? Like, it will come into yeah. New York. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's all good stuff. All good vibes, generally speaking. Yeah, I was... Um... Yeah, because I ended up watching the the dub on this one, which is not our typical... I mean, I always watch the subs, but I'd heard the dub on this one was good. And I always try to check out the dubs when we have ones that have dubs on them. But um, mm-hmm. I just stuck with it. I was like, man, the, the accents are so charming. Um, and it fits the setting um, in a way, you know, there's a bunch of American gangsters running around. Uh, there, is, there is one amazing gag that is changed between the subs and the dubs. Um, I want to see if I can find my tweet about it because I want to make sure I get the right name that they used in the Japanese. So it's going to take me a second. I, I thought, well, that that's on that's on network brand. What? Oh yes, the, the romance. Yes. Oh, this bit's yeah. so funny. Do you have the file, Jackson? Where you could pull up uh, what, what he says. I don't remember the Japanese guy. He says 
think it might be eight. It's the comedy one with the with the duo. Um, Honestly, I think I find the non-duo parts maybe funnier, like the the FBI skit of the bit, or like uh, at the beginning. Oh, the or, FBI uh, bit where they're like, "Man, I don't know why we're fucking chasing this either," uh, but I guess yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to. Uh, is so good. Yeah, this is episode eight. Oh uh, yeah, I, uh, okay. So it's, it's a scene where they're like talking about the three kingdoms, <laughs> and yes, Isaac compares the situation on the train to just like the romance of the three kingdoms. Uh, yep, and I think he gets the name wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> do you have the guys? Is yeah, So originally, the th- and this line is the same in, in both. He's like the three guys: Sal, Sal, Lube, and Hokusai. <laughs> Um, uh, and they, they keep that one between the dub uh, and the sub like that's the original joke but then in, in the second half of the joke in the Japanese version like so you see Jacuzzi you have to be Yoshitsune uh, which is a famous like um, uh, you know not from Warring the Three Saints Kingdoms Japan but like guy, yes, yes. Um, uh, no well the war it, it's like he's like earlier I think I don't know I'm, I'm looking this up he says he's from the 1100s oh okay that'd be like yeah, yeah. the um I think Hokusai's from the Warring States. I'm not 100%. I'm, my, my history is not uh, known. But anyway, I know those are like famous guys. That's as close to the guy. Yeah, but, no, that, this, this is Genpei War stuff. Yes, yes, yes. But in the dub, he's like, and that's why Bill, uh, you have to be Billy the Kid. <laughs> yeah. Because I, when I watch when I watch the, um, when I watch dubs, I typically leave the subs on just to like note the, any differences that pop up. Um, and uh, which is great. I Please never, ever, ever give me dub titles or at least give me an option to do both. Um, I want I want the original subtitles so I can do this work when I'm watching it my torrent. Um, but um, yeah, them changing it to Billy the Kid is so good as like a localization choice because like why would this guy know who Yoshitsune is? He makes like a a pretty large amount of references to like uh, I guess like China and Japan and various yes. other books. Yeah, uh, but he mixes them up all the time. I like that he's like he when he's not like concocting ridiculous plans, he just kind of reads history badly. Yeah, <laughs> like just he's browses through a book, picks up like three things to use in a story, and then like I, I know this stuff now. He oh, probably yeah, thinks he's really good at Jeopardy, but can't actually yeah. get his way on. He's tried a hundred times. <laughs> I heard there was gold in this cave. <laughs> um, God. Uh, yeah, I mean Isaac and Mary are just uh, excellent guys, just just classic characters. Um, love uh, a nice couple like that in anime. Um, they're just well, there's a there's a bit where Miria is talking to is it Chaz or whatever. They're like, oh, now that you know, if Isaac takes you under his wing, you don't even have to think about anything. He'll just he'll just make all the decisions for you. And I'm like, these two are the most disaster people who've ever lived. Yes, I all the scenes where like. They could be so boring because they're just like kind of exp- expositing the the what's happening to like out loud. Um, but the animation work in those scenes is always just a delight. They're just like it's just chaotic. They're cutting back. They're doing like ridiculous poses back and forth in various situations. Uh, like mm-hmm. the editing uh, always loses its like spatial continuity and instead just like cuts into this like bizarre montage of these chaotic lives. Uh, I-, I love all the scenes with these two just like trying to figure out what they're meant to do next. Yes. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, like I, the the animation staff is doing a very good job at like selling the like 
the horror from the window grabbing a guy one scene and then yes. uh, just goofy nonsense uh, bodies falling all over the place the next scene yes um that's like it's weird because like the one the one like storyline that i ended up like not really liking well there's like the the framing device of the reporting which is kind of whatever i don't care about that but um anytime they cut back to huey in, in alcatraz i'm like what is the show why are we doing this Waste of everyone's time. <laughs> that is definitely one of the plot lines that's like, everyone's trying to live up to Huey's legacy. <laughs> and Huey's just like a guy in a jail. I assume he has a bigger role in the books that go past him being in jail. But like, who cares? I don't give a shit. Um, it's Huey. Yep. He was really shitty to his daughter once. That's all I know about Huey. Yep. I, yeah, he just does not really care about yep. her. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I guess it's fine. I know. I know he doesn't care about me. I guess I'll get married. She's going to get married. She's got a new family. Yeah. Everybody likes her. She's going to be like fake adopted by Jacuzzi. Um, it's great. Yeah. Jacuzzi just being nicer. She's like, I don't understand you people at all. You're so weird. And storms out. Love that about her. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the bit in the OVA episodes where like, I think at the end of episode 15, uh, where there's a whole class, like, Jacuzzi's gone back to get, um, her, uh, as, after Graham's kidnapped them. Uh, and it basically <laughs> turns into, like, the end of a Metal Gear game, but, like, the, the dumb version in someone's basement, <laughs> um, where everyone shows up, and the whole situation twists, and they've all got their own, like, uh, agenda, but, like, for this kidnapping that doesn't matter and no one cares about. <laughs> and then, like, uh... You know, well, it, there's the, there's the huge fight between Graham and the Rail Tracer, and ninety five percent of the people there don't know either character. They're just kind of standing around like this is happening, I guess. And there's that bit where they're like, he you told doesn't us to even come know alone. that he's the Rail Tracer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh, we all came alone on our own to get you, boss. And then, <laughs> and, yeah, and then they're like, he goes to his proposal, and then like Graham doesn't know what the fuck are you talking about? They don't even realize they all know the same lad Russo, but he's not even in the scene anymore because he's gone off in some other plot. No, he's off concocting a grand plan in a in a bed somewhere. <laughs> he's going on a prison murder. Yeah, and it's like one of the peaks of like this show loves the uh, aesthetic and like, um narrative propulsion of these kinds of stories uh and these kind of like climactic moments but does not want to invest in like you know this is actually emotionally intense when some guy does a dumb genius like uh i've actually been doing this whole thing to marry this girl this whole time right it just finds it hilarious it's just like rolling in the muck of genre yeah even at the end he's like yeah you all can use my place I like you all. You're pretty, pretty cool. God, the ways in which all the um, uh, conflicts fizzle out and everyone becomes friends is really funny because it does that in a way that happens to lots of stories, but then like punctuates that with moments of guys getting murdered. <laughs> like in the middle of one of these scenes where one of the characters has been drowning consecutively for a year. Um, I think over. I think this is. I think he gets he gets thrown in the ocean in 1930, and it's 1932 when they're picking him up. Um, and he's immortal and is just like drowning eternally. Like one of the most horrific fates you can go to a guy. They're like, ah, I guess we'll trade him back to you. It's fine. He's learned his lesson now. And then he just shoots another guy in front of uh, uh, Eve's face. <laughs> Eve's like, okay, uh, I guess we are even now. <laughs> so ridiculous. At the end, they reveal like he broke out. 
Yeah. yeah. They, we don't even get, like, what's going on with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's one of the, like, three lines of the thing. He's, like, he's constantly in it, but, like, he's clearly... In, I don't know what's going on with the back of the light novels, but in any way there is an ongoing, like, actual long-term plot. He's related to that because his stuff does not really resolve in... Do you want the funniest the, These thing. episodes, yes. He, bar- he barely matters. Amazing. <laughs> in, in, the, in the novel they're adopting of him, he's like a side thing. In in the show, it like, implies, like, these two, like, ma- like, these two siblings will go on to do something ridiculous or bad or great in some way like i always assumed that once they they were together something would happen i don't know what that would be but that was what i got from the story that was told here in the novel she's she goes sicko mode (laughs) relatively and the he's not super important the the important thing is drugs because they're they're gangsters okay (laughs) they're they're the mafia that makes sense uh but that's maybe there's a lot going on if you're introducing like a bunch of new characters and like let's just cut that out and make it this guy (laughs) for the anime Uh, love it okay i understand uh yeah it's very funny like what they decide to cut or change or focus uh like the i think is it the train with the the middle part i think it's the train they just condense hmm just or they cut maybe it's the no maybe it's the first one they condense it's very strange i don't know i i would be interested for them to like talk about what decisions they made for what novel or whatever because mm. uh, it flows pretty well at least in i think the flow of the show is really breakneck pace the mm. ova i i really like but i feel like is a different the back and forth is much different because yeah, it doesn't sure. have like the the time frame changes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean I like I think that like because they do it non-linearly and spend some time like on every faction I ended up feeling like the train like I think the train has lingered on longer than it needs to be, but um it's fine like it keeps like when I first was like halfway into the show, I was like, oh, I don't know why they did it on Liberty. Why didn't they just do it in order? And the answer is because everything that isn't the train is people around standing around talking about stuff they want to do and not actually doing anything. <laughs> yes. I, the, um, the production of the show becomes very, very clear in the final episodes. And not in a way I think it's bad, but like in, in a version of the story, you write intentionally, the ending will have some kind of like bow that ties everything all together. And that doesn't exist here. Um, the tri- uh, the, excuse you, the, the, he talks about what does it mean when stories have no ending, and the girl's like, oh, it means that you could just imagine what happens. <laughs> okay, yes, they do Yeah, they do try that. That's a bit corny. Um, but I mean, I mean the public, like, Firo never really, like, interacted with the train plot, right? Like, the, these are two light uh-huh. novels they have interspersed together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can yeah. really tell that, like, these stories do not actually connect as much as, like, you would think they w- would. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that would make it better. Um, mm-hmm. But it does mean that, like, not- when they do... Uh, what are you going to say? Well, I, I think, like, it helps to contextualize, like, Narita's oh, yeah. writing, right? Um, like... Mm-hmm. First book, I think his editor was like, you got to finish college before you do the second one. And then he was like, are they going to read a long book? I'm just going to split it into two parts. (laughs) He did not plan, I don't think, for most things. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Uh, but I, I just, I, the, the, my point was like, um, instead of being for like big twisty reveals, it's mostly used for like jokes when they, when they do the big cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'll, <laughs> one of my favorite like formal, uh, cuts isn't even, even, you know, a time job, but one of the favorite like formal jokes in the show is when uh, they're on the roof of the train and they like lad is staring down the rail tracer, uh, and, um, it suddenly like cuts between them with like birds flying in between every camera cuts. Uh, and then it just speeds up doing that <laughs> for no discernible <laughs> reason other than it's really funny. Uh, and it just like cuts back between their face, like, bum, 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 as they do their ludicrous duel. Yeah, they have, they have fun doing the different kind of cuts. Like, mm-hmm. I think uh, was it the, they should do like a film roll thing and then slam some people on a car uh, when uh, when Ennis finds the uh, Dallas and his hooligans. Just like very hard cut. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, it's interesting watching this, like, we've watched a, a good amount for Beach House and backup shows of, like, aughts anime, and I've just realized that I just have, like, a v- affection for, I know people are really down on, like, this era of anime aesthetically, and I just, like, find, it's not nostalgic because I didn't grow up watching it. I just like it. I just think sometimes it looks really good <laughs> in its own interesting way. Yeah. I mean, the goal. Yeah, they got. You go. Mm-hmm. You go. Uh, uh, I, I think there, there are a lot of people that you all like on this show. Like the, mm-hmm. the character designer is, um, uh, Kishida did, uh, Madoka Magica, uh, the animation designs and like they have the, the cool Naruto animators on this. Like, uh, I, uh, Lane, he also did the Lane designs. Um, so like, I, I think th- they have the staff to back up, uh, a very strong, ar- not argument, but like showing of this era of anime that fits with the tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the gulf between um, this and like we're watching Seed right now, it's not that the fact that Seed is digipaint that makes it terrible <laughs> to look at. Yeah. Uh, there are plenty <laughs> of contemporaries of Seed that do not look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't want to know what like disastrous production situation was happening behind the scenes. I'm sure it was terrible. That's bad. Um, here's my question. Maybe you know the answer. Is um, uh, my brain. I just like forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, um, have you seen Dorara? Is it good? Should I check that out if I like this? Uh, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. I remember liking the first season and then thought the second season had a lot of characters introduced that I didn't care too much about. Okay. Uh, there's, there's some, there's some new guys in that show. Uh, Mm. they're fun. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Okay. Uh, it, it is it is a little wild to me that that's the I guess the more popular one nowadays probably. Uh, I wonder I, if that's I, just like generational, you know. Bakano like, sold poorly. 
Oh, okay. Because I've I've heard Bakuno talked up so much more than Durara. We hang in uh, circles, nerds. Yes, no, exactly. <laughs> I I don't think our like sphere of the internet is representational. It's just interesting to me. Uh, I assume Durara is more of a like show about teens doing fights. It's always looked like that to me. Well, not even just teens. Like, uh, there is a very big audience uh, that likes the main two guys, uh, voiced by very famous voice actors that have like a kind of a rivalry thing going on. Uh, Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, I I just didn't know what it was. I always assumed it was like more shown in the back and out, but it looks it looks cool. Um, Yeah. Uh, it's a fun show. I mean, the it's by the same crew, uh, right? Like the director, sound director, whatever. Um, I it, it is not super high on my list from him. I really like um, Natsume's Book of Friends a lot. Uh, okay. Sandflam Samurai Flamenco is pretty weird. I was might have I was thinking of suggesting that for a beach house, but picked this okay. instead. Uh. Also done some crimes adaptations, but you know, long, long filmography. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, D- Dorara is I- interesting. I think uh, for me, what I really liked about at least the the TV show run is like the the pacing and the back and forth, and you don't really get that in Dorara. It, the first okay. season of Dorara is like twenty four episodes, and then there's another twelve episodes, and then I think another 12 episodes and then another 12 episodes it, there's a lot of durarara you might enjoy it and then there's a lot of durarara to watch but mhm um yeah i don't know okay i was just curious cuz i was looking down the list and i saw that um isaac and miri have a cameo in durarara and i was like oh right they do the dub voices are different though huh so that shame. is something to keep in mind uh in that regard uh, uh reminds me of the um the two from those two uh oh, what were the name of it i forgot the, from timey galaxy and um night short walk on girl oh yeah yes. uh i mean the he neither his like works i think vamp to maybe i think a new one for maybe last year are all in the same setting uh, okay there's like they like the the company that made the uh train it's like loosely kind of an ominous figure and Dorara on the background okay uh not tied up too heavily but you know that's how you get a cameo in there yeah um uh the funniest or not funny one a very funny bit is that uh narita is in the tabletop role-playing group with robochi and the fake guy Okay. What? Is yeah. that how he also ended up writing a, a fake, uh, like the the fake strange fake series? Yeah, that's he is writing this fake strange fake. Yes, yeah. The, the he had like he has like a health uh, thing going on, so he took a break. Uh, but there's not been a new Bacano book in five plus years. He's been mostly been writing of fake. Oh yeah. The um the the English publications almost there's like only th- there's like one that comes out in May and then there's only three left that are untranslated so they're doing mm. it. <laughs> That's how long it's been. The English light novels have caught up to the Japanese ones. That never, happens. never happens. That never happens. <laughs> the uh, I think I was reading the fourteenth one is mm-hmm. like a revised version of the side story one that got turned into the OVA. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. So we were like, yeah, people like that. Let's just do that. We like flush it out. Uh, I don't know. What a, what a, we- what a weird series. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, reading the summary of this light novel. Yeah, this is just the OVA stuff. That's funny. It is interesting the like um uh the idea of what is what he considers like canon in his series is uh and what just gets turned into side stories or there's like two manga versions uh that but some of them are canon quote unquote mm-hmm. uh there's a lot there's a lot of Bacchano stuff out there, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't typically like the like writing style of light novels, but I'm almost tempted to read some of these just to see what happens to these characters. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. time I've tried, I just am not, I'm just like, if someone who reads a lot of like English fiction, I'm just not amenable to like the like very four teens and younger audiences writing style of light novels to me. It all just is very like straightforward plot heavy and like, simplistic i don't know it's, it's probably reductive but that's just been my experience with everything i read like i recently read the first boogie pop novel and i was like this is just not to my taste at all in terms mm. of fiction the uh well kino's journey is a light novel too yeah 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 mm. but I, once i watched kino's journey i was like full i was like i don't really need any more kino's journey yeah. this i'm like i would hang out with these characters again <laughs> yeah i mean i think having like a big crew and like hopping all mm. over the place uh yeah it's it's, it's I think that there's perhaps like more like I would just I just read this this is a good just put on the television and watch thing. I feel like it'd be mm-hmm. just pleasant to read through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I guess like these are ding dengeki bunko, but I think a lot of the more recent light novel stuff is not it's not published in, in the same way as the the early kind of like formal like online publishing or whatever oh okay yeah i don't actually know that much about like the ecosystem of light novels uh yeah it's it's weird Um, like i read two a book and a quarter of sword art online and bounced off that and uh read uh (laughs) read that first boogie pop novel and didn't have a great time and that's about it to this day, I've mm. I found that hilarious. Where you you read you read the first book of Sword Art Online. I'm like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? This is like, the first book of Sword Art Online was totally fine. Most... The second one immediately falls into crying. Like, I'm no... like, oh, this is the anime everyone's described to me. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I was like, you mean there's no like, you know, bunch of women that all line up to get sexual assaulted and also ogled every five seconds? No, it's mostly about what if two people meet in an MMO and become like trad couple, and it's like kind of sweet. Uh, and then within three seconds into the new book, which, and to be clear, the season one of Sword Online is like, these two books are interspersed together, because... Yes, um, yeah. So, immediately... It's immediately this young girl who who gets her panties flashed and has the hots for uh, Kirito, and is like, oh, fuck. Or even in, like, the... What's what's it called? Alicization or whatever. He had yeah. he like apologized to the voice actresses. Like, you know that this this isn't very good. So I wrote it a long time ago. Oh boy, oh boy is basically what it read as to me. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, he apologized for the famous uh, arc where oh, she's in really the cage awful. for seven episodes. No, this is way later. When the, isn't that the the arc he was apologizing for? There's a new one. 
Wait, so oh, he was really? apologizing for later stuff? Yes. Okay. That's the one where that, it's worse. that lady uh, gets killed by an exploding clown. Two two ladies. It's bad. It's not. It seems bad. It's, it's about Alicization is what I will say if people are interested. I, I do not really want to. Uh, I don't think the audience is like, oh, what's up with that? Uh, not recommended. No, he, he apologized later for later stuff. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's oof. Um, I'm always know. wondering what's up with Sword Art Online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's up, what's what's up, up with Sword Art Online? Online? <laughs> well, it's weird watching scene. It's like, people in Discord have been pointing it out, but it just, like, the line from Kira Yamada to someone like Kira, like the kind of Kirito protagonist type is like, I just see it. I'm like, this is what the stuff that everyone I know who watches anime is like, this is the scourge of the modern era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a really cursed going down the list of guys, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's unfortunately the way. Uh, is that everything? I feel like we're probably done here <laughs> talking about yeah. Sword Art Online. I don't know. Uh, who are some other people in the show? Uh, I like the guy who eats the sugar cubes. Oh, I love him. I, very random bit to throw in at the very end there. Um, well, I'm surprised there was not, I assume maybe it's more of a role, but like later, but I was surprised there wasn't more with that stuff or like the show did not hint heavier that like the mysterious guy behind all the papers is tied up in the rest of the plots. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think they picked the, the novels were, uh, so this came out what? Oh, oh six was planning. Oh five. There were a few more novels after this, but not like a lot. Mm. Uh, and I, I assume they just were like, oh, let's not add too much. But uh, yeah, like the sugar cube guy worked for the the, the mafia in the anime and also the newspaper. Mm. Uh, uh, I I really liked the 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 English uh, voice for the guy behind the newspapers, the the president Daily Days. I thought he did a mm-hmm. good job. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of random guys. Oh, the uh, maybe one of my favorite scenes is the all three people like trying to get hostages and they walk in and the he, Nick has a knife and he's like, Oh, sorry. I, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah, when I'm they all, go. Stand up the train car at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. I like Nick. Nick's great. He, just a guy. The bit where, um, she kisses jacuzzi and then Nick's like, you're telling me that was your first kiss? I've been fucking running with you guys for a decade. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just assumed you were married. What? Like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. So funny. Nick's great. Yeah. Good crew. Well, I'm, I don't have much to add. Uh, oh, there's, there's like a, a devil guy who like hangs around, I <laughs> <Yes>. guess. <laughs> Some guy who's like, I love it when people laugh. Is like, hey, Mr. Mr. Devil Guy, can you hang out with my friend? His brother died. <laughs> make him happy and make yourself smile. That's my ask of you. Yeah. And then he does it. He's like, sure, yeah. Uh, shout out to that one um uh lady who's like well i wanted i knew i wanted to be immortal uh but i didn't want to drink it when i was like seven um yes <laughs> so i like spent yeah. a decade getting hot uh becoming like <laughs> achieving the form i wanted then i drank the drink duh 
um, was, uh, you know, way smarter than uh, the other, the 10-year-old child who was just stuck being a fucking evil 10-year-old being tortured. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, good, good contrast there, I guess. Uh, having, having fun. Having fun. All right, yeah, that was good. That was, was good. I enjoyed watching it. I was nervous coming to the to the discussion. I was like, I I feel like I just enjoyed it, but then if I'm gonna like seriously interrogate it, uh, I I feel like that's not like the lens the show uh, asks for. It's mostly just a thing you uh, watch and enjoy. Yeah. Um, that's why we didn't. That's why we didn't. That's why we. That's why we kind of didn't do that. We were just like, it was good fun. You're like, what's a guy you like? What's up with light novels? Yeah. What is up with light novels? <laughs> Write in if you know what's up with light novels. Abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we'll next be reading. I will read them. That's the, that's the worst part is I will read them. Uh, read 86. I will not be doing that. <laughs> that sounds bad. Everything I hear about that sounds fucking bad. Every single time <laughs> someone talks about it, someone says the light novels handled it so well for their, their dense <laughs> subject matter. And I'm like, I don't, I don't believe, believe you. you. I don't believe you. <laughs> but the only way I can find out is by reading 12 volumes of a light novel. So I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm leaving that box unopened. <laughs> I think uh, that's, that's also a dengenki. Bunko, isn't it? I don't. I, don't I have no idea. Like you could tell me anything, and I believe you. <laughs> That's so true. You could just tell us anything, and we would probably believe you. We just trust you about this stuff. You know more than us. Oh, oh no! Awful responsibility. <laughs> uh, uh, Bacano, there's secretly fifty episodes. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh damn. damn yeah. That's a shame because yeah. I really want to watch the rest. Yeah. But like every other beach house, I'm like, man, I want to keep continue watching this, like Arya or whatever. I'm never going to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess really the director, as you can, he has Natsume and Durarara. He just has done them. Well, he he switched off Natsume. I think he's like the chief director now. And there's uh, me Day Eyes doing the show. But yeah, there's a lot of long running stuff, just not Bakano, <laughs> which is a shame. If only it sold well. Hmm, that is the trick. Yeah. I think the the novels sell okay, like top twenty sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. not enough to be clamoring for another season, probably. That's uh, a read. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, plugs. Do you want to plug anything, time patience? I feel like you normally don't, but oh, uh, hmm. You can just say no. It's totally fine. Yeah, no, not not real. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Right. No. <laughs> uh, next time, we will be back in a month to talk about Ongaku R Sound, which is a film, an anime film. That's what we're watching next. I'm so excited. It's a film. About kids in a band, so it's like for you. I know. Uh, yeah, You can find me at headfalls off on Twitter.com. Find the podcast we do at normapping.com. Uh, listen to them. They're good. You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can support all of our podcasts at uh, patreon.com slash normal mapping. Right now we're watching Gundam Seed and Voltez. Um, man, Gundam Seed's a real motherfucker. But Voltez is great, and we're having a good time. And, uh, you know, at $5 you get a Blockbusters, where we recently put an episode on Ready Player One that I've been told is pretty good. I had a great time watching it. Ready Player One is not a good film, but we did good work talking about it. <laughs> and that's what matters. That's what matters. 
If you want to talk, if you want to talk about cinematic representations of Gundam, Ready Player One. <laughs> we don't actually we don't mention the Gundam once in that episode because we'd already talked about it on GDP when we saw like the clip years ago. God, we don't even mention the Gundam because too much else is going no, on. Absolutely not. Uh, that's it. Uh, we'll be back in a month. Uh, we will. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>